This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 645 on this Sunday morning for the listener who wrote in about one particular movie that he wanted Rick to take a look at. Fear not. It is on the list today, but we're not starting with it. We're starting with something else. Rick Forchuk is on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. We're starting with Annabelle. Yes, Annabelle Creation. And Jill, I think this will be pretty much at the top of the list of movies that have the most scares per minute of any film I've ever seen. It's not a slasher horror film, but rather as a prequel to the Annabelle from 2014 that sort of introduced us to the doll that was a receptacle for pure evil. Now, trying to keep the chronology of this series of horror films, some based on actual events, straight in our minds is very difficult. The Conjuring started it in 2013 with spiritual and ghost detectives Ed and Lorraine Warren, played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, investigating a family haunted by evil in their home. Well documented as an actual case, there's little doubt that the movie was factual to the extent that it can be. The haunted doll, Annabelle, had a small mention in this movie. Next came Annabelle, which was a sort of origin story for the doll. The Warrens are not part of that movie. It was purely made up for the film and had no basis in fact whatsoever. Conjuring 2 in 2016 gave us another factual case investigated by the Warrens, the so-called Enfield Hauntings, which is probably the best documented such case ever. And now, Annabelle Creation, another story purely made up for the movie, but it's a beauty. Set sometime in the late 1940s in rural America, we first see a tragic accident from a dozen years before in which a young girl is hit by a car and dies right in front of her parents while on the way home from church. The farm and the big old house are in disrepair as a decrepit old bus pulls up in the yard containing a half dozen young girls 12 12 years later, as well as a nun, Sister Charlotte, played by Stephanie Sigmund. The girls and orphans, uh, they're they're orphans, the orphanage is closed and they're all homeless, but they've learned that Samuel Mullins, who used to be a doll maker before the accident that claimed his daughter, was offering his home as a place for the girls to stay. It's a sad, strange place, and we're told that Mrs. Mullins is an invalid and is rarely seen. It isn't long before the girls discover a doll locked in a room papered with pages from a Bible, and soon the demon that resides there is attempting to take their souls for its own use. The shocks and the scares are jarring, they come out of nowhere, and there's very little predictability as to what will happen next. The girls are terrified as the action plays out. Sister Charlotte tries to save the day, but is hampered by the sheer force of the demon, and she too is terrified, and Jill, so is I. This is one of the best movies of this genre I've ever experienced. The rating is 14A. If you like a real good horror chiller, this one will do it for you. Sounds like it. Yeah, it's a good one. Annabelle Creation. A much different film, The Glass Castle. Yeah, sometimes, Jill, extraordinary storytelling of actual events can be Oscar material, and sometimes it can evoke terrible sadness. Now, this film, based on the best-selling book by Jeanette Walls, is both, depending on your viewpoint. A Walls' book stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for more than five years, and it may be fair to say that the book was better, but that's left to the eye of the beholder. Growing up in a terrible, dysfunctional family headed by her alcoholic father, Rex, played by Woody Harrelson, and her I-don't-need-kids-I'm-an-artist mother, Rosemary, played by Naomi Watts, we see this story through the eyes of Jeanette, played by two younger actresses in her early years and defined by Brie Larson, the Oscar winner from Room, uh, in her late teens and as an adult. 
The family is itinerant. As soon as the bills pile up to the point where an eviction or worse is the only logical outcome, Jeanette and her siblings are packed up and whisked away to another locale, living a life that sometimes requires dumpster diving to survive and sometimes living in such squalor and ramshackle houses with no heat and no plumbing that they have to compete with the rats and snakes for a place to rest. Harrelson is an unsympathetic father who, along with his artist wife, has the family pretty much convinced that this is all just one big adventure. And the subtext here is that if told something often enough, it can become your reality. The sadness is that uh, there may be many families who struggle this way. We don't see them in our day-to-day lives because they live on the margins, invisible to most of us. And a movie such as this swipes the curtain aside. It's depressing at times, it's triumphant at other times, but overall a very sad story, but very well made. The rating is 14A, Jill. That's The Glass Castle. All right. And Detroit was the one we got the email about. Yeah, this movie was released last week, and I chose to focus on The Dark Tower, which was the number one movie at the box office for the weekend, and the Holly Berry Kidnap movie, which was number five and was highly promoted. That prompted the email to you, Jill, from listener Wayne Bresch, who took exception to my omission because he says in part, uh, quote, Detroit is a far superior movie to the two he actually reviewed. I'm the he he's referring to. Uh, Wayne asks further from my thoughts on this true story of the Detroit race riots in 1967 and a terrible incident in the Algiers Motel where white police officers allegedly murdered black youths. Time doesn't often allow for the reviewing Jill of every movie, as you know, and not every movie is worthy of review. So, Detroit, which was produced by Catherine Bigelow, The Hurt Locker, and Zero Dark Thirty, uh, and was written by Mark Bull, who was her partner on Bigelow's previous two movies, is an interesting series of events on a theme that we've seen many times before in such films as Selma, Freedom Riders, The Help, Twelve Years a Slave, Birth of a Nation, uh, that of the terrible treatment of human beings of one color and culture by human beings of another color and culture. There are many messages in Detroit, but the problem I had with the film is that uh, many of the unanswered questions from the events of 50 years ago are still unanswered, but are given new life by the writer, Mark Bull, who is pretty openly admitted to using a great deal of poetic license. In many instances, what we see is given as fact, but it's just a creation of the writer, meaning don't treat Detroit like a documentary full of facts, but rather as a movie built around its entertainment value in a fashion similar to what writer Oliver Stone did with his movie JFK about his spin on how the Kennedy assassination came down. Uh, Now, Jill, having done all of that, I have no time to review the other new movie this week, the animated feature Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature. Somebody is going to be unhappy about that. So many questions, yes. All right, so so we won't get to Nutty by Nature, uh, but we have The Founder is out on Netflix. Yeah, this is a terrific movie. It's from last year. Uh, Michael Keaton is decidedly discomforting as Ray Kroc in this excellent biopic that tells the story of the beginning of McDonald's, going from one family-run location in San Bernardino, California, to the biggest distributor of fast food in the world. Now, the film opens as we see Kroc, a somewhat itinerant salesman of restaurant equipment, such as milkshake machines, who has a difficult time selling his wares as he goes from town to town. When he happens on the location owned by the McDonald brothers, Dick and Mac, played by Nick Offerman and John Carroll Lynch, he tells them that he sees franchise written all over the business. Over time, Kroc goes from being their junior partner to someone who manages to take the business away from them completely, making all of the McDonald's and its future his and his alone. 
Laura Dern is excellent as Croc's long-suffering wife, Ethel. The rating is 14A, Jill. That's called The Founder. It's a very good movie. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, Ricky and the Flash. Yeah, from two years ago. And just as she did in Florence Foster Jenkins and Mamma Mia, Meryl Streep does her own singing here, only this time it's rock and roll as she plays in a bar band, always believing that she is on the edge of greatness. In order to pursue that dream, Streep, whose character is named Linda, abandoned her family and now takes up with her band leader, Greg, played by Rick Springfield. She gets a call from her ex-husband telling her of a family emergency. She shows up at her former home looking to help her daughter, played by Streep's real-life daughter, Mamie Gummer. Uh, determined to punish her for walking out on them, the family is not all that welcoming to Linda. The music here, though, is the real thing, as Ricky's band is made up of very talented musicians, including the late Rick Rojas, who played with Neil Young and Crazy Horse. The rating's 14A. That's Ricky and the Flash, Jill, and it's on Netflix. All right, and we don't have too much time, but we've got uh, Amazon Prime and the Teen Choice Awards. Yep, All Dogs Go to Heaven on Amazon Prime. It's from 1989. It's uh, got voices here by Burt Reynolds. Uh, it's the story of Charlie B. Barkin, a dog in heaven who comes back down to earth in order to extract revenge on his killer by using an orphan girl for help. Uh, despite the dark-sounding subject matter, this is a great movie for kids. It is a G rating, suitable for all audience members. And tonight, the 2017 Teen Choice Awards, uh, teens age 13 through 19, uh, were the ones voting for their favorites for this television show in the fields of music, film, TV, comedy, sport, and the internet through various social media sites. John Cena of the WWE and Victoria Justice are the hosts. We'll see if the fate of the Furious or Wonder Woman takes the top movie spot. We'll also see if Harry Styles is viewed as the best bet for breakout movie star. Lots of guests, lots of useful star watching. That is tonight on Global, Joe. All right, sounds good. On that note, Rick, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next weekend. You bet. Thanks, Joe. That is Rick Forchuk. He joins us every Sunday morning, as you know, letting us know what's happening in theaters as well as on the smaller screen. Vancouver News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.